1. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Missionary Micro Stories podcast, where missionaries come on and tell us authentic stories that they love, and I know that you will, too. Uh, it's six questions in about nine-ish minutes, because we all know that without a timeline, missionaries tend to get awfully long-winded. And so this morning, I am excited to be joined by Brother Cason Bloom, and, uh, and so, Brother, thanks for being on this morning. Thank you so much for having me. Great. Um, well, let's dive right in with question one so we can learn more about you and uh, tell us a bit about you, your family, and your field. Okay. Uh, my name is Kaysen Bloom, and uh, I'm married to my wonderful wife, Bethany. I have a son, Jackson, who's about two years old, and we are expecting another son in September. Uh, we're missionaries to the country of Ecuador, uh, currently uh, here in Peru for language school. And so been about a year in language school, uh, looking forward to getting to Ecuador in the next year or so to start a church. So that's been really good to us, and we're looking forward to seeing what he, did, what he does with us. Super exciting, man, and congratulations on the new little one on the way. I'm happy for you. So. Thank you so much. All right, question two then. Um, for you guys, it can be field-specific or just general. What is one of the best parts about being in missions for y'all? Well, I think for us, uh, one of the best things about being missionaries, being in missions, is that we get to uh, do what we love. We get to tell others about Jesus for the rest of our life. That's a pretty amazing thing, if you think about it. Uh, you know, to, get, to spend your life telling others about Jesus, and it doesn't mean it's going to be easy all the time. It doesn't mean everything's going to be perfect, um, but it does mean that we get to um, obey the Great Commission, and we get to spend our lives telling others about Jesus. Um, Jim Elliott said, he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. And I just think it's one of the greatest opportunities um, in the world to be a missionary. And I think it's one of the greatest things that you could ever do with your life. Yeah, for sure, man. And great quote, very apropos for where you're heading to. So uh, thank you for that answer. Great answer. Um, with question three, then kind of a little bit of the inverse of that is what's one of the more difficult aspects then of missions for you right uh well currently for us it would probably be uh the language um so we're in language school you know learning the language and uh i've learned a lot um but there's always things that i make mistakes on right and so this morning i i've begin i've begun to um you know preach some in spanish and that's exciting and i enjoy that uh, but this morning I was talking with a, with a, with a native um, guy and he was basically helping me with my message, right? And so like every every sentence or so, he'd be like, you said that wrong, you need to change this. And, and it's just a lot of work, right? And it's difficult, it's exciting, but it's also very, very challenging. And sometimes you feel like you'll never be able to, to speak uh, well. <laughs> sometimes you like you feel like you'll never be able to um, uh, speak good enough. But um, that's probably the most difficult challenge for us uh, where we're at currently. And then I would say probably um, another challenge is just staying, staying focused on the, the important things, right? Staying focused on the main things. Because uh, I'm sure you've, you've seen this as well, but when you get to the mission field, there's so many things that you can do, right? And there's, there's so many like just day-to-day -day chores that might take longer or day-to-day -day things that, that might be more difficult than in the States. And you can stay busy, but it doesn't mean that you're working on the most important thing, right, of, of, of sharing the gospel or, or, or trying to reach people 
uh, with the word of God or starting a church or, you know, the most important things is it's easy to forget those things and just to focus on the mundane things of life because there are so many things like that that you have to do. Um, so I would say that's probably the, the, those are probably the two biggest challenges for us or that I've seen in my life so far. Yeah. On the mission. Yeah, for sure. Spot on. Great answers. So, um, then with question four, who are some missionaries then that you say need to be on this podcast to share their story? Um, well, I would say, uh, I'm not sure if he's been on here before or not, but we are kind of working with right now and helping us. He is helping us with the language. Um, he grew up as a missionary kid. Um, and so he knows, uh, he knows a lot about missions and I would encourage you to have him on here. He has a lot to add and he's been super helpful for me as far as learning the language, um, because he knows, uh, he understands Spanish as well as English. And so he's been a huge help for me. I would encourage you to have him on. And then I believe you've actually already had uh, Jason Holt on your podcast. I would encourage you to have him on as well. Yeah, super awesome guy. So um, yes, thank you. I appreciate the suggestions. So. All right, question five, then kind of the big one that everybody is waiting for is go ahead and take you know, three to five minutes and just tell us a story about missions, about your time serving Jesus that you really love. Um, okay. Uh, probably my story will seem very simple, but one of the things I love um, about being a missionary, one of the, one of my favorite stories is just being able to um, tell the simple Bible truths that we've heard over and over again, the people who have never heard them. Um, there's a uh, friend of mine, a young guy, he's about 23, 24 years old, who I led to the Lord about three months ago, and I've had the opportunity to disciple him. Uh, we're doing it uh, via Zoom right now because we're still in quarantine um, here. And so, uh, but it's just exciting to take, you know, those stories that you've always heard, or, or for, for someone like me who grew up in church, right, those stories uh, the things about the Bible that I always heard from a very young age, but sharing that with someone else who has who has never heard them before, who who hears that and is like, wow, that is amazing what the Bible says, and and it is amazing, um, but sadly many times as as American Christians, right, as people who who maybe grew up in church, we we just heard the story so many so, over and over and over again that we forget how amazing and wonderful they are. So um, I, I've seen him grow. I've just seen the, the Word of God uh, work in his life, and uh, just seeing him understand more and more about what the Bible says is a pretty amazing thing, and seeing God uh, change someone's life is one of the most exciting things I've ever seen. So probably just uh, his life, you know, um, so going from someone who, uh, you know, maybe knew about God, um, maybe knew about Jesus, had heard the name Jesus, but didn't really know what the Bible said. And then kind of over just the last couple months, um, just growing in such a great and profound way, um, just learning more and more about the Bible and being excited about the things of God, being excited about those those old old stories, you know, and, and just seeing uh, God work in this life. That's probably one of the most um, exciting things that I've seen, one of the greatest stories for me, uh, at least so far on my time on the mission field. Yeah, man, I can see why. Uh, it is awesome to to see the light come on and you're 100% correct you know just we so easily get used to what's in the Bible like you know and we can say all the right things God is powerful and strong and then 
you know, you forget how amazing it is that, you know, God used Shrimpy David to take down Goliath or, you know, a great fish to carry around Jonah for a while. And yeah, you just, right. Yeah. It just becomes like second nature and yeah, you're completely right. So I appreciate you sharing that insight with us. I'm excited to hear about this new brother. I'm excited to meet him one day. <laughs> Good. All right. Well, then as we wrap up then with question six, um, do you have any language or cultural blunders that you're willing to share with us? Yes, I have a lot, but I will just share one. Okay. <laughs> um, so when I first uh, started learning Spanish, I would, you know, learn a phrase or learn a few words, right? And I would just go and, and say it to a bunch of people. So I learned, um, I learned the phrase for, are you hungry? Um, it's, tienes hambre, right? So it's like, do you have, literally it would mean like, do you have hunger? And mm -hmm. so I went around, you know, I say that to a bunch of people just to practice, right? You know, and so uh, one night at the church that we're working in, um, some of the, after like the youth meeting, uh, I went out with some of the, uh, you know, some of the youth to go eat some, some food, uh, at, at a little, little stand near the church. And, uh, so I was just asking everybody, I was like, you know, uh, are you hungry or tienes hambre? But I go up to this, uh, this one girl and instead of saying, uh, tienes hambre, I said tienes hombre, which basically means, do you have a man, right? You have a man. Huh? And she was like, no, I don't. And, uh, and then at that moment, I realized, oh, I think I just said something wrong <laughs> there. And uh, that was pretty embarrassing for me. <laughs> yeah, it's always those, I'm telling you, it's always those small letters. There's one, one letter, two letters off or a different sound or that's what does it in for us all, man. So um, thanks for sharing that story with us. So, I tell people when it comes to learning a new language, um, it's like if you, you know, you were talking a little while ago about how, you know, there's days where you're kind of on fire. You feel like, yeah, I can write this message out or I can speak well. And the next day you feel like you're just tongue tied. You can't do a thing. It's like yeah. to me listening to an old radio that's going in and out. You know, you, you, right. you're in the radio and you can pick up four or five, six sentences. And then all of a sudden it's, oh, and you hear a word or two. And then, and then, so yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I hear you, man. So thanks for sharing that with us. Well, um, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. So if people want to continue to follow your story, what's the best way that they can do so? Okay. Um, there's kind of two different ways. Um, I have uh, a website called reachingecuador.com and there I have, uh, basically all of our ministry information. Um, so, you know, up prayer letters, updates, different things like that. They can follow me there. Um, and then I also have, uh, I guess, kind of more like a blog personal website called caseandbloom.com. And on there, I just write different articles, um, just mainly more like personal stuff, things I'm uh, learning um, in the culture, things I'm learning about the language, things that I've experienced in my life and, and learned so far uh, during my time as a missionary. So those two places would be good to go to. Great. We'll have that all in the description box below, and that way people can keep up with you guys. So, um, Well, Brother Kaysen, it's been a blessing and a blast to have you on this morning. Thanks for giving us your time and sharing those stories with us. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity. I am uh, very excited about 
uh, your podcast and what you're doing here um, to just, you know, help others get to know missionaries and hear their stories. Well, thank the Lord, and thanks for being on. So for those of you that have joined us today, this has been Josh Wagar with Brother Case and Bloom, and you have been listening to the Missionary Micro Stories podcast. Thanks for joining.